Welcome to the Quick Stop F1 podcast. My name is Nyasha and you could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with us. We appreciate that because there's some people who do the intro and they don't do the whole thing. But anyway, that's fine. <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Joining me today is the person that I have probably had to say apologies to most for my attitude towards their takes about Mercedes in March and everything you said has come true. Um, and I don't like saying that, but it is true. But also one of my favorite FL content creators, my brother. And for some of you people out there, I think take that a bit literally. He's not my actual brother, just a brother in that kind of sense. It is Mr. Cameron F1. How's it going? What is going on, sir? I am here to pod today, and actually, we've got something to talk about, but so nah, we're without here. further ado, yes, let's, let's, let's get into it. Let's get into it for Tandy Hive. Big up, Tandy, uh, for, for hosting on our own last week. Really appreciate it. I'll get into why I went about at the end of the pod, but she is out doing music journalist stuff, being the talented person that she is. Uh, she's out meeting Pusha T. So luckily uh, for her, I know I'd like to meet Pusha T for sure. Yeah. But uh, unfortunately, that is a privilege only preserved for those who are incredible music journalists. So she'll be back. Um, and yeah, big up Mario and Tasha for the Saturday shows, which have been absolutely incredible. Really enjoyed those. But yeah, look, if you're watching at home, I'll give you guys a round of applause as well. Actually. There you go. Um, but uh, if you're watching at home, make sure you give this video a like and a subscribe. We really appreciate that. If you're listening on Spotify, five-star review. If you're listening at home on Apple, you can also give us a little review on there. And remember, Patreon's there for the ad-free stream cam. A Hungarian Grand Prix weekend, sprint weekend, which I actually think for the first time in a while, maybe since Brazil, I'm trying to think, um, there was a sprint. The Friday and Saturday for me yielded more entertainment than Sunday, which is not, and given that, no, it wasn't Hungary, it's was fucking Spa. <laughs> given that, I haven't been here, I'm out of step. I'm out of step. Uh, given that we are, we are, uh, yeah, we were at Spa, longest circuit on the calendar, I believe, um, and all of the weather conditions. I actually quite enjoyed practice, uh, spring qualifying, and then obviously uh, the actual, uh, you know, the spring uh, sprint race and all of that. How did you find everything this weekend? Well, the race was a dud. Nasha, let's just get that out the way. Nothing happened. There was no, there was no friction or stakes or tension to build. We knew who was going to win. The only question that needed answering is how long was it going to take Max Verstappen to get from get from sixth to first? That was the only, that was the only sense of uncertainty. Right before then, there was a bit of beef, wasn't there? Which I'm sure we'll get into. George Russell slash AKA Osama bin Russell doing things again on track that are worthy of. Terrorist. That that's that's a bit dodgy there, Nasha. I, I want to back George Russell and his thing, but come on, sir, you can't. Should we just get into dangerous. it? Because go for it. Yeah, that, yeah. Let's go, bro. Let's go. Let's just get into it. Let's not beat around the bush. 
proverbial. Um, George. George, George, George. Um, I mean, look. I am a staunch... I've been a staunch George Russell backer from the start. And the biggest thing that I would... I used to say was that George... Is at the end of the day, if people want Valtteri Bottas 2.0 in the Mercedes seat, that isn't going to happen because George is someone mm. a that I think is fundamentally a quicker driver, but also b is someone that's trying to make a name for himself. He's a he's a driver on the up. Valtteri was, I think, someone who'd plateaued at Mercedes and. You know, mm. you could talk about his career now, but George is trying to make a name of himself. He's trying to become, when Lewis does eventually retire, he wants to make Mercedes think about the type of driver they get in and he wants to be the number one driver there. So I've always kind of said, we have to take some of the things he does with a pinch of salt and you can't expect him to just tow. You can't expect it to be a number two driver for, 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 True. um, Right, but uh, mate, George in sprint qualifying. I mean, mate, if you I, look, and I just want to give some context to this as well. From what I've seen, right, George was on a lap, right. Lewis was on a warm up lap. George goes past Lewis. Right? Fine. Lewis gets out of the way. George goes past Lewis, halfway around the track. For some reason or another... No, sorry. Some reason, no, because it does happen twice. For some reason or another, Hamilton then goes past George, but George has slowed down to the point where it's like, oh, he's backed out of this lap. He's going to go again. So Hamilton goes past Russell. In the final chicane, there's a bottleneck, and George takes that opportunity to yet again go past Lewis Hamilton. Which is okay, fine, whatever. They're now running Linerstern down the straight into the first corner. George locks up to the point where he goes wide at turn one, comes back, blocks oh. Lewis <laughs> up to overage. <laughs> um, and then when Lewis tries to pass him, there is a little move to the left, to the right. And it just little basically... Nasha. Come on, bro. Okay, you bro. know what? There's a there's a significant move to the right, and I'm actually a death maneuver. There, yeah, there's def, there's like three or four things there that I think are egregious. I'm almost inclined to believe the last one is the most egregious bit. Because, because Nasha. like, and I, I think everyone's talking about going off at turn one and then coming back, but it's fine. You want to, you yeah. want to, you want to keep your lap fine, right? He's, you know, you're on the precipice of going out or whatever. You have to get a lap in. I get it. Your teammate is behind you with a massive toe. You can see him in your mirrors. Why are you blocking your teammate? Let him go through, carry on with your lap, stay in his whatever. I don't know. Cam, how did you see the George Russell Lewis incident? And I guess is this 
I guess, a watershed moment between the two Mercedes Oof. drivers. Oh, to your last. I certainly hope not, bruv. Because if it gets worse than this, and it has been getting worse gradually, but if it gets worse than what we saw, that move, Nash, I think you've been, I don't know, Prof, I don't know why you've been so kind and, and diplomatic to George. I know you're a George fan, secretly, discreetly, but George, need, we need to hold, this is the accountability quick stop F1 podcast today, yeah? Some people need to get held to account. Oh, okay. As much as I love George, as okay. much as I love George... And, and and everything that you've said about George is on the money. He's a killer of an F1 driver, no pun intended. He comes every race weekend to grab 25 points each and every single time. And I don't hate that, Nasha. I don't hate that. He's an F1 driver. He's come up through the ranks. What do you expect? He's a born winner and he's not come there to wipe Lewis Hamilton's bottom or anybody else's. I, I don't hate that. I don't hate that. I don't even hate the turn one stuff because, again, he's an F1 driver and he's got a lap to set, yeah? So he's gone a little bit wide, but maybe he can potentially still go green. I don't hate that. A tad techie, a tad egregious, but I don't hate that. What I do hate, however, Nash, and this is where we're going to get techie on the accountability, dangerousness. You can't move that way, that late, that aggressively on the straight in front of another driver, let alone your blood what teammate nasha you don't do that you do not do that because it's dangerous gilville settings gilville nerve at solder way back when it was the it's similar those straight line things when you crash them times that's when people don't don't come back that's when you get serious injury slash death and George Russell needs to have a word of himself and more to the point, Toto Wolf. I know they put out the PR thing. It wasn't George. It was a communication error call. That's calm. But behind closed doors, yeah, you need to have a conversation with George Russell, a stern one. And it needs to be, there needs to be some home truths told because Luce wasn't having that. Luce was fuming. Mr. Like patron Saint Lewis Hamilton, who again, what the one thing that Lewis doesn't want to do is curse his younger teammate. You've seen Lewis instantly hand up, tightening his bloody seven-point harness to say, listen, that was very unsafe and unserious what you did there, George. I don't know. I don't know, Nasher. I think there's, um, yeah, George needs to have it as brilliant as he is, as brilliant as he will be, will be at some point in the future. We can't have that, bruv. That, that there is dangerous, dangerous. <clears throat> You know, I will say you're you're not wrong, and you know I'm gonna give you a. I haven't done this for a minute. Ah, oh! um, what I'm gonna say is is this, right? Ay, ay, ay. For me, I think it's a sign of a driver who is losing a grip on a position that he Oof. felt he once had in the team and in the sport. And we've seen since they bought the big upgrade in Monaco and, and obviously a couple of bits in Silverstone, whether the car's been developed away from him or whatever, he's not able to extract nearly anything as close to what Lewis is able to extract out of it. And I think... He's always struggling in qualifying. It's always, you know, mm. do or die. And I think he's feeling the pressure. And when people are put under pressure, you do see their true colours. And honestly, 
And I don't mean this in a complimentary way. I think he's got a touch of Verstappen about him. When the lights are bright, I'm young Verstappen, let's say. Well, no. Perfect, let's say yeah. let's say 21. <laughs> let's say 20. Let's say 2021 Verstappen, right? <laughs> Up to, because we haven't really seen Verstappen under pressure. But also, you know, you could say Singapore last year, whatever. But to to move in the breaking zone, I mean, not even in the breaking zone, but to do a late move on your teammate on a straight in qualifying when your teammate, by the way, was the fastest person in the first round, right? I, I, I genuinely think that this is a guy who, you know what, when I, you know what, I'll apologize. I'll apologize. All the people who used to get at me and they used to say, George is a snake. <laughs> George is this, George is that. And I used to bat it away. I did. Because I just, I didn't see it. But in this very instance, I'm going to say sorry. That is some snaky Oof. shit. It's some Oof. snaky shit, bro. And you know what, George? I can't back you anymore. I'm sorry. <laughs> so loud. I can't back you anymore, bro. Until you show me something else. Because it's this season... You look at the what was it? Was it Spain when they came together in oh mate practice? Bro, it's been what, again communication. What is it? There's a film. I can't remember which film it is, but they're basically um, uh, they're, all, they're a government cover up thing and you know they shot down a couple of planes or something oh I think it's in Iron Man uh, and Iron Man shoots Ooh. over like a bunch of planes and they're like how are we going to fucking explain this and they say just say it's a, a training exercise that's Mercedes when they say it's a communication error it's like a standard line chop oh that God. out we'll take it on ourselves but George has been at fault for some stupid ass shit recently that if it was any other team and driver, I'd be on here lambasting them, giving them absolute yeah. hell. And this guy, for me, fool me once, shame on you. Oh, fool me oh. twice, shame on me. And I, I, you know what? I've got, I've got no more for him. And I think until he shows something different, and I think until he realizes the situation he's in, and he defers slightly and concentrates on himself and gets himself back into a place he wants to be, then I think we'll see this more and more. I won't lie to you. Oh, yeah. Oh, mate, no doubt about it, Nasha. I, I, you know what, though, Nasha? I will, I will disagree with you respectfully ever so slightly. Here's where, man, I can't get down with the snake label. He's not being a snake. He's, you know, he's being, Nasha. He's being he George doing? Russell, bruv. Each okay. and every single time, that dude can only be himself. The problem is at the moment, you are right, the development of the car, the design philosophy has, has moved away from him and towards Lewis ever so slightly. And what's that? what that's ultimately led to is him trying to overdrive the ting. He's trying to, whereas normally he's going to maximise his outcome or attempt to at the very least, 25 points is all that he cares about, right? He's trying to ring it just a tad too much, man. And that that... 
I think the culmination of that is the dangerous manoeuvre that we've seen in that straight. You can't, Mr. Russell, that, that's that's not on, bruv. Toto Wolf, you need to have a word. I'm telling you now. Should have had a word long time, but you definitely need to have one now. Definitely need to have one. It's too bad. But hey, I digress, Nasha. I, digress. I mean, look, I think me and you had this conversation. I think I've said this to you a couple of times in that we really are seeing how much Mercedes miss Nicky Lauda at times. Oh my gosh. And... I'm the bloody rest, Nasha. Oh, well, I mean, we can get into that. But... <laughs> <laughs> I do think that they were able to maybe have a good cop, bad cop thing where... And Mario's made a good point. Look at Red Bull. They've got Helmut Marko and Christian Warner. And Christian will never come out and lambast his drivers publicly. I think the, the first time I saw it really was when Checo crashed. Was it? I think it was when Checo crashed out in Q3 at some point. I think it was Monaco where Christian Horner was like so annoyed at Checo that he came on Sky and was like, there was no need for that. Like, that is not acceptable. Um, with Mercedes, everything goes through Toto, for better or for worse, right? I, I look back at 2016. Between him and Nicky, they pretty much rode Nico for the spa incident where Nico gave uh, Lewis a puncture. I think both of them got read the right act after Spain. You know, there was a level of like, do you think that Toto Wolf or anyone, because again, Mario made a good point, does George Russell have to mature or learn? On the personal development side, you know, remember there was a comment from Toto after he crashed with Valtteri in Imola, 21. And he was like, you know, if he wants to be in his team, he has to be a Formula One driver. But, you know, right now he's, he's driving more Formula Renault or something. So there was True. that kind of public lambasting, right? So it, it is there. But do you, do you think that that's... I, I guess, how do you think that debrief went? And do you think it was sufficient for the crime? <laughs> No, I do not think it was sufficient for the crime. Toto Wolf doesn't, doesn't have that in his locker anymore, does he, Nasha? What's, what's required? Listen, Toto Wolf is a peacetime leader. That's what he's in peacetime and consolidation things. He's your guy. But if, he, if you're trying to build up a team or, or recover a team, restore a team to the front of the grid, he doesn't have that in his locker. That's where you need a Christian Horner. You know, the chap that's going to roll up his sleeves and put the proper work in, go over and above, try to maximise advantage always. Like, he, Toto, Toto just, you know, let me tell you a story, Nasha. I watched for the first time the Drive to Survive with a documented Abu Dhabi 21. And at the end of that, if you've watched it, yeah, you remember Brave that Toto all said something. Brethren, I had to watch it, man. I don't know what, I don't know what um, compelled me to. But at the end of it, Toto said something to the effect of, Lewis did everything that he needed to do to win fair, but he had it taken away from him. And nothing could give us more motivation 
to come back and, and do over the rest. Cool. Tick. You said the right thing, Toto, but where's the action to follow that? Said a, said a second thing, bruv. They asked him, have Red Bull got targets on their back next year? You remember he said, no, everybody has targets on their back next year. Fighting words, Toto. But where is the action, sir, to back that up? Because Nasha, I'm not seeing it. I haven't seen it for the past 24 months. Nothing but bad decision making. If you're talking about the pit stops, yeah, they just keep flopping it. We've had this conversation. Nasha, this is deja vu settings, right? We had the conversation probably about 12 months ago now. All of the floppings that they just keep doing, their houses and all the pit stops and nonsense, strategies and nonsense. Lewis, bloody patron St. Lewis Hamilton, as patient and as noble and as graceful as he has been over the past 24 months. Even he's starting to lose his mind. Did you hear him in the post-race post, post, post presser? He's just like, I, I just, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on, says Lewis. Fix, fix yourself up, Toto and Mercedes. Ain't good enough, man. Something needs to be done. Not tomorrow, neither. Nor next year or next six months. Now. Now. It's not good enough, Nasha. <laughs> Look, I mean, you're not, not wrong. Enough, bro. You're not wrong. Uh, that reminded me of... Um, I don't know why I've just got all the movie references recently. But, you know, in Godfather, when, you know... Uh, I think in Godfather 1, he's like, you know, I talk to the lawyer and he's like, you know, you're not a wartime conciliary. You know, that, you know, that's what I need. That's what my father had. And, you know, right now, you know, that is, that, if you're thinking about it, you know, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> I'm not going to say that uh, Christian Horner is in any way Al Pacino's going Michael. say it now. <laughs> but, but, you know, we've got Tom the lawyer. Um... And, you know, and, and you know, other teams seem to have something. I guess, look, let's get into that. Because if I've had you on this podcast, I mean, when I have had you on this podcast, mm. we're in July, August now. So let's say five months ago. And we were saying, like, negative things about... Uh, um, about... Toto Wolf and I guess the Mercedes as a whole, I guess taking out Lewis, and I guess you always do have to kind of take out Lewis because I actually think Lewis is driving at one of the highest levels I've seen of him drive his whole career. I actually compared this to like, maybe like, I don't know, maybe like, I want to say like, 2000 i said in 2009 getting a win in that absolute tractor in hungary or like mm. you know you know other years where maybe mclaren weren't the fastest but he would still be able to get victories out of it i think the consistency he's shown this year in qualifying and in the race given the deficiencies the car clearly has has been incredible and i think it's the furthest average gap between I oh know the the gap between him and Russell in qualifying was what, like 0.7 of a second so yeah that's a lot to stick on your teammate especially a teammate who everyone was saying last year detractors that you know Hamilton couldn't even beat Russell last year Russell's the you know the future and I think he's definitely putting manners on him but anyway can you feel the tide turning against against Toto I mean I've 
look, we've got a team LH civil war at the moment. You know, people are vying for airtime on spaces. Um, oh my uh, God. You know what it feels like? This is what it Go was on. at the beginning Arsenal of 2018. This is what it was. I'm looking at it and it's exactly the same. We're, we've now got Arsenal in, Arsenal out, Toto in, Toto out. Soon you're going to, I'm going to watch SummerSlam on Saturday and there's going to be someone in the crowd huh? sign that says Toto out. Like, um, th- how do you, how do you perceive the mood change? I guess as someone who was quite early on it and kind of feeling mm. whatever came with that. And then I guess kind of seeing how the consensus if not completely changed, but is, I guess, definitely changing. On total, mm. I guess. I, I Nasha, I'd, I'd much rather not be here, man. I, I've been, you, you're right. I've been the canary in the mine for, for ages and I, 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 I would have loved to be proven wrong. I want yeah. Mercedes. This means a lot, Nasha. Let's talk about the states that we're talking about. Mm. Mercedes flopping isn't just Mercedes flopping, right? This is now F1 flopping. People aren't even watching F1, Nasha. You've seen the numbers in the space. Nobody's interested in this. What, Max Verstappen banging it out every time? This is Michael Schumacher 2004 settings. That's what we're dealing with here. It's more than just Mercedes dropping the ball. They're wasting away Lewis Hamilton's final years in a bloody F1 car. It's 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 bigger than just Mercedes and Braxley and Brick, Bricksworth, right? This is a humongous issue. Where do I stand on Toto? I, I, let me get this out of the way and devil's advocate for a second. Toto's a genius. He's a business genius. We've talked about the, the times tenning of the Mercedes Patronus AMG advertising value. He has done bits. Nobody else was capable of making F1 such a priority at the Mercedes board meetings. Toto did that and he's absolutely worthy of credit. But just like you've alluded to there, Nasha, time moves on sometimes, right? 2018 Arsene Wenger settings. That's not to say Arsene Wenger and Toto Wolf weren't geniuses. Once upon a time, they were the Donnies requisite to take forward the organizations arsenal and mercedes-benz forward respectively i'm not yeah. sure that's i'm not sure you can still say that i don't think it rings true anymore Nash. i'll be honest with you but just because of what we're seeing and i don't want to do the recency bias thing because people the naysayers out there toto wolf fans will say hold on cameron what are you talking about he's an eight-time constructors champion and and you're just judging it on two seasons fine that's fine but the level of mistakes and the consequences of those mistakes have, have been far too material for far too long. You just take the pit stops as an example. Yeah, I looked at the bloody, the fastest pit stops. Yeah, go on, give me that. are nowhere to be seen. Mate, they're nowhere to be seen. Let's look at the 2022 ones. They're nowhere, bruv. They're like eighth in 2022. I'm like, what are we doing? Eighth, so 2022 rankings, Red Bull first, McLaren, Ferrari, Alpha Tauri, Alpha Tauri in fourth, fifth Alpine, Aston Martin sixth, seventh Williams, eighth Mercedes, only beating Alfa Romeo and Haas. What are we doing? If you look at them this year, yeah, we're not even on the fact, like they just, they just record the fastest ones, right? Bahrain, McLaren, McLaren, Red Bull, McLaren, Ferrari, Red Bull, Alpine. Don't even you're not seeing Mercedes on there, Nash. And I just think at 
I just think that's unacceptable. For the team that we know Mercedes to be, that sort of um, operational ineptitude and the frequency of it is unacceptable, Nasha. Just like you said, 2018 Arsene Wenger settings, that's what's going on. Ring out the changes, bruv. Let me play devil's advocate. So, Let's go. Christian Horner's getting a lot of praise right now for what is... However you judge the merits of Red Bull's success, um, basically, you know, based on, you know, uh, the cost cap and the fact that they cheated. No, it didn't cheat. They, Mercedes were cheating. Well, they, you could <laughs> class it as, you could class it as cheating, right? I'm just saying they overspent. People who are detractors would say that is cheating, right? If, <laughs> I find it hilarious that if Man City went over FFP, you know, if it gets found, there would be some kind of like thing, right? But also they've managed to battle their way out of it the same way Red Bull did. Exactly. Right? Uh, you know, they had like 120 lawyers. You know, apparently all uh, Red Bull need is Jonathan Wheatley or whatever his name is. But like, Christian Horner spent seven years in the wilderness. He was a character in DTS who was essentially a fucking class clown. Mm. Um, I would say he was, well, he was essentially, his, he, his whole purpose was to be a thorn in Toto's side. Any updates they brought, report it. Any this and that, report it. Whatever, report it. And he was like, I just want to get under Toto's skin. Okay, to varying degrees of success, they... Did not win a title for seven years. There were rumours that he was going to get sacked if they didn't win in 2021. Now, the story is, Helmut Marko, I think, came out the other day and was like, oh, we had offers from Ferrari and, you know, we were we had to pay him the money. I think the negotiations would have been a lot easier for Red Bull if they, or maybe they might have said, you know what, it's been seven years, maybe we will let him go. But once they won, it's like, okay, well now we have to keep him, right? It's been two years. And also, like I, I will just say as well, I've said this time and time again, go back, watch old F1 races, watch Red Bull try every single trick in the book to try, and uh, not trick in the book, every single uh, strategy to try and get like an advantage. They would be preying on luck. There's races where they were on the wrong tire in wet conditions. There were races where they tried two, three stops when there was no need, just because, you know, they were just rolling the dice. It all looks very rosy now, but that team were second best, third best for a long time now. Some people could say it was the engine, Renault engines were awful. Um, some people could say that, you know, if you look at the driver talent they had, Verstappen and Ricardo were good, but, you know, Verstappen hadn't matured into the driver he is today. Ricardo, maybe he wasn't championship winning level, whatever, right? I'm just saying, two years. We're not even into this. We're in the second year now, right? Second year of 
Mercedes doldrums in a cost cap era. They've lost personnel. There's obviously had to be restructures. They've kind of arrested the decline a little bit in terms of, you know, they are pretty much you know, second. I wouldn't say arrested the decline, but they look, it, the car's not, I mean, the car's not violently porpoising, right? I, I guess, you know, it's. Is it, isn't right. it, Nasha? I thought it was at Spa. I thought that was the big well, deal. That's what well, gave me so much pause for thought. Well, yeah, okay. Lewis said the bouncing is back. We don't know. Okay, I'll, I'll, ignore that. Ignore that. I guess what I'm trying to say is, are we not being slightly harsh on Toto when I don't think there were people calling for Christian or the same people who said we need Christian or on the team were not saying that when Red Bull could only win at Monaco pretty much because the cards didn't have the power to do. So what, what says she to that? Yeah, that's fair. I hear you. There is a, there is a, um, there is a recency bias portion that needs to be passed out in this. Absolutely, but I agree with you. But my my principal point of contention has always been this, bruv. It's not the mistakes. It's the extent of the mistakes and how consequential they are, right? So take this now. Anybody can make a mistake here as far as the design concept. Even the great one himself, Adrian, who once built a McLaren that couldn't even drive because it was too unsafe. Everybody can make a mistake, Nash. I get that. What I think is unforgivable, unforgivable though, is the dead decisions and the, the, the amount of dead decisions that they're making. So here's, here's what I'm talking about, case in point. To build a digi car, cool, whatever. You, 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 you rolled the dice and you gambled and you did the zero pod thing and that didn't work out. But then why are we rocking up 12 months later with that same design concept? That doesn't make sense. Just a common sense level, Nasha. Again, I'm not a genius, you get me. I'm a very nutty F1 fan. I can see from a distance that that doesn't make sense. Why do you, why do you waste away a whole off-season developing a concept that ostensibly doesn't work hasn't worked for 12 months what just because you got a cheeky victory in brazil because red bull didn't set up their car properly how are you not seeing these things you're at the coal face on the pit wall in the garage how are you not making these very like these are like gcse level decisions nasha this isn't rocket science so the fact that they keep making these plus the pit stops and then man, man, man them will say that oh cameron you're going on about the pit stops how, how? pit stops is not a long thing nasha <laughs> Pit stops. To, remember last year, Ferrari's pit stops were atrocious. Fred Vasseur came in and said, "Boom, we're going to drill them." Before, before, between this year and next year, this year now, we're going to do a thousand practice sessions. Now, look at them; they're killing it. This is just like, um, not rote learn stuff, but you can drill and practice pit stops to where you can get them quicker. Yeah. Also, it's, even it's, doing that. It's low hanging fruit. Do you know, like Do when you, you come into one of the things that, like, as a in my kind of line of work outside of this is one thing we always say is like, when you come into something or you're doing something where you can get small wins from low hanging fruit, you should do that. Right. Because at least you've got that kind of there to say, look, this is an improvement. This is an improvement here. And the fans, I think if the fans, even just to placate the fans, 
just to give yourself a bit more time. And of course, you know, teams shouldn't be beholden to fans. I think if they were, then it would be a very chaotic situation. But I'm not going to lie. Everything about Mercedes is just like fucking lazy. I'm actually quite pissed off. Sorry. Everything is really lazy. Everything is lazy. The pit stops look lazy. The fucking merch is lazy now. The social media content, they've been overtaken oh, by other oh. teams. Even Aston Martin, you can look at Aston Martin. This, this shit looks incredible. Our shit looks like it's stuck in 2020. Everything is not good enough. Top to bottom. And I think the same thing I've said for so long, they've just ridden on the back of Lewis Hamilton's coattails for far too long. And it's only so long that Lewis and Inshallah is going to get you. But they've they've tried it. And that wheel has fallen off. He's got a dog car. Next season's massive. Because if they do not improve that car, I don't know. I think the pitchforks will be out for my man still. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. And rightfully so, Nasha, for crying out loud. But let me ask you a question very quickly, Nasha. If we're talking about, if we're talking about appeals and, and getting in the trenches, tell me what you make of this, uh, this, this Lewis Hamilton uh, Checo Perez incident and the fact that Toto Wolf didn't appeal. Love it or hate it or indifferent, bro. I think when people are onto you, they will be onto you. And I think that again, low hanging fruit is an easy stick to be in with. End of the day, Lewis is understeered into a man's side pod. Like, if it was the other, like, let's be real right now. Okay. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, lo- I love, I love Lewis Hammond, right? <laughs> but, like, come on. Like, the, and, and, like and the thing is, like, it's not gonna. I get it. I get it. Right. I get it. Why not just fucking chuck an appeal in? Right. I get it. But look at who you're appealing to. Look at precedent. I know some people kind of pointed to signs, uh, kind of turning in on Piastri at the first corner in in the main race, and I did see a screenshot of something else where someone didn't get a penalty for being on the inside and, and, and causing an accident. But I think if you're if you're looking at an incident which is not which is not in the first lap or first few corners, I think it's gonna be a madness trying to get that overturned. But then again, I don't know, look at Aston Martin, they'll just appeal absolutely everything. But that but there but you then, go, Nasha. So again, he, herein lies the problem, Bridgerin. This is the this is the issue. Why do we always have to lay down and just get just get done over each and every single time? Not that I disagree with you, Nasha, by the way, in the way that you've characterised the incident. I didn't hate it either way. If Lewis gets a cheeky five-second penalty, I can see why the stewards, even though they've, they've always got one in the chamber for Lewis, I see why, in isolation, the stewards did it. I, I understand. Had they just declared it a racing incident, not bothered to investigate it, said that it was like damp damp track and all this stuff and taking that into account I wouldn't have hated that either the problem is though Nash if I'm going to play devil's advocate and put my Mercedes cap firmly on again the problem is yeah each and every single time for, for millions of Mercedes fans around the world 
We're waiting for the time, yeah, when Toto Wolf comes out and backs his driver as the balls that are red do each and every single time. Back your driver, big man, because this has been going on for too long now. You'll remember all too clear. Silverstone, Silverstone, when that Silverstone incident happened, and again, deja vu conversation, Nash, that we're having. When Silverstone ha happened, Christian Horner went out to bat for Max Verstappen. Over the top, clear blue, did not care, did not give a fudge for the ramifications. How far over the line he was stepping, doesn't care. One race later at Monza, Max Verstappen parks his car and Lewis Hamilton said that could have been a life-altering slash ending incident. What does Toto Wolff say? Oh, we'll abide by whatever the stewards decide. Not having it, Nasha. That's, that's, that's long now. The, the, the passiveness... The passiveness and the bloody sports etiquette thing, that's for when it's like 2018 and you got the W11 and everything's creased and your car is faster than everything. That's not for now, though. You need to get your elbows out. How about you turn your cap around and get in the face of the flipping race control and the race directors and egg them on. Elbows out, time toto. Sometimes you need to put in a cheeky protest. Nobody thought Aston's protest was going to get upheld until they went and presented the new evidence that they hadn't considered, which was that they didn't make the decision at a previous Grand Prix. How about that? What about George Russell? Couple couple races ago at Baku, very similar incident, very similar understeering to Max Verstappen, very similar damage in the side pod. No action. That's new evidence. Bring that to them. Put in a protest. Do something. Toto, for once, is exactly what millions of, of F1 fans and Mercedes fans are saying around the bloody world. Nasha, come on, man. Come on. Ah, oh, you're right. I tried to... You know what? I hear it. I was wrong. I'm wrong. Because now you pissed me off. Fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> Do something, man. Uh, no, Do you're right. Do something about it. Don't sit I, I, there. Do something... And I think Once. that's the thing. Yeah, I think that's the thing. It's going from, you put it really well there, going from how you are when you're the best team and everything's going for you, whatever, to you're now... Oh, fancy what? Fancy what? Oh, okay. <laughs> You've got a nice water bottle. No, that's good. It, I think, yeah, I'm not going to get into it, but yeah. Um, so I think, um, yeah, I think it's one of those things where he is basically not, yeah, going back to your point, he's not suitable for, oh no, he's not accustomed to being in the trenches and that fighting spirit you've got to have in the trenches, that clawing for every, you know, saying that it's only for a couple of points, you know, we're one point behind Alonso in the standings. Lewis has said his priority is the battle for third place. Back your driver. You know, and but also, we don't know what discussions have been had with Lewis. Does Lewis even want to appeal? This and the other. I don't know. But I think as a team leader, you know, maybe he put it in. So I do agree with you on that. That is fine. Um, <laughs> anything else on Mercedes? <laughs> Brethren, just do something for once. Nah, just to extend it. I don't want to do the troops thing and diatribe him overly. Because I, I, I do, even as I'm hearing myself, man, I know that I'm being harsh to Toto Wolf. He's a man worthy of respect, a business genius. Not the, Mercedes is the house that he built. Let's yeah. give that fella some credit from now. But now... It's a different equation, yeah. It's a different, it's a very different skill set that's needed 
to drag Mercedes Petronas AMG kicking and screaming back to the top. And sadly, Nasha, for Mercedes fans all around the world, I'm not seeing the requisite minerals from from our TP each and every single time. All I'm hearing from is, is this this old English gentleman sport etiquette type thing. Whereas at the other garage, flipping there's us having a lot. Cristiano would never, he's never giving up not even one inch of advantage in the name of sports etiquette and gentlemanly conduct. Behave yourself. That's why they're out there killing it. That's why Max Verstappen's talking about li literally Mickey taking at the front, talking about, you know what, let's go and bang another another quicker slap and put in a, a pit stop training session. They're literally laughing at the rest of it. It's a joke. It is a joke. And again, I'll finally on this, Nasha, because again, I'm wary that I'm full troops in on Toto. <laughs> I didn't want to do that. I'm reminded once again of what this fellow was saying in Drive to Survive at Abu Dhabi. We don't need... Lewis, Lewis's title was taken from him, quote, we don't need any more motivation from that. All of these other teams have a target on their back. Where is the underlying action to match that talk, Nasha? I'm not seeing it. I haven't seen it. There are too many bad decisions being made. So until, until that fixes... Toto Wolf needs to get fraud checked. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's just the way. That's just the way I feel. <laughs> well, look, there you go. Unfortunately, kind of like in football, you never really want a bad result before the international break because then you have two weeks of just stewing over a loss. Um, in the same way that we have now with Mercedes fans, you know, it is. You know, we've got three weeks now until the next race, and. Um, just so you know, I won't be watching it. I'm going to be whining my waist at Notting Hill Carnival. <laughs> you think I'm going to be watching fucking Zandvoort Grand Prix? Get the fuck out of here! Are you mad? You but see, Nash, Lewis... This is the problem, bro. Yeah. But this is the problem, though. Because yeah, if I'm he will I'm willing. I'm, was... I'm willing to miss races. This is... Honestly, actually, even as like a mega fan, Actually, no, let me say, since I've started the podcast, obviously this is the third year now of doing the podcast, into the third year, um, I don't think I've ever missed as many sessions as I have. I don't think I've ever agreed to do oh. as much stuff on weekends as I have. Um, I, don't, I don't think I've been as... This weekend, I think, was the first weekend that I watched every single session live for a minute. Like for a hot second, uh, for one reason or another, you know, obviously everyone makes fun of me for being at weddings. I'm old. Okay. My friends are happy. Okay. Leave me alone. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, um, but yeah, so um, I just think it's one of those things where, yeah, no, the sport is, yeah, I, I see, I see a lot of people and look, you know, obviously people who like Verstappen or whatever, um, uh, or people who, this argument of like, oh, look at the midfield racing. <laughs> people are obsessed with midfield racing, you know. You guys are having a great time. Um, outside of that, you know, you can't tell me that, you know, although there were some sumptuous overtakes um, between, you know, I, I know Lando Norris had a couple of good uh, overtakes around the outside, especially when the rain came down and, I think Gasly had a couple of good over the Alpines for sure had some great overtakes. Um, 
Yuki did a really good one. I mean, I've, I mean, that is fun, but you know, sport is as much about narratives, and you know, the narratives that is driven by are the narratives at the top of sport. I think it's disingenuous to say to me, "Oh, look at the midfield battle." When okay, what? Like, no, I don't care. And that doesn't make me a not F1 fan if I'm not interested in Ocon versus fucking Albon, respectfully. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see, we'll see. Um, Shall we just get into um, Stars and Donkey of, of... Let's do of the weekend. And I think we'll be able to cover what we would want to cover. So I guess... Star of the weekend for you. We'll have two each. Uh, actually, no, we'll have one each because we're tired. <laughs> so one each. Fair. Fair. Um, okay, star. Um, well, it's it's between Lewis and Maxwell. I'm going to give it to Lewis on this occasion, if only because this dude is... I, I'm going to keep calling him patron saint Hamilton, yeah, because this dude... I don't know how he does it, you know, Nasha? Because I would be, I would be losing in that circumstance. I would be absolutely losing my mind. Denied at the very least an attempt at pole. I, I, I just by my teammate, not by Perez or bloody Leclerc or anyone else. By George Russell. Nah, man. I'd be spitting. I'd be Dracaris right now. Nasha. I'll be honest. I'd be spitting flames if I were Lewis Hamilton. So just for his, his. 200 level patience at the moment and what was a brilliant drive as well by the way Lewis Hamilton started a day for me mate yeah I mean Lewis is just honestly I just think he's driving at a level which I think is I actually think it's really disrespectful Crofty even acknowledged it pardon me Crofty even acknowledged it when they trotted out the stat about him and George cumulative over the seasons. And he was like, you know, we, you know, we mentioned it because it's so close. And it's like, Lewis has handed George's ass to him for so long now. If, if they were like trading blows, like the time for that stat has gone. It's finished. Mm. Hang it up. It's done. Don't mm. give me. What's wrong with some of you people in F1? You want to give me numbers without context and I'm not here for it. Okay? Don't try and condescend me with your numbers when they've got no context. Okay? I'm sorry. No one wants to hear a stat about Lewis and George over two seasons when this season... Mario! Can I have the head-to-head stats for Lewis and George, please? Because it's embarrassing for George. So for me, he's driving at an incredible level. He's extracting all of this out of a car. He goes on new mediums, sets fastest lap. Look, of course, you're on new mediums, light fuel. You'd expect him to do that. But I like that. I like that for Mercedes. Like, do you know what I mean? This season. Uh, I like that for Mercedes. I like the fact that, you know what? Yeah, let's go for stuff like that. Let's give Lewis the opportunity to have the feeling of a car at its peak, I guess. is You know. But 
Still not good enough, Nashu. Is it? No, it's it not good enough. Back to the same thing each and every single time. Negative Nancy Cameron out here just takes it back to the flipping, the the poor equipment that Luke. He's just wasting away this dude's career, man. The final years of man sort out Mercedes. It's just uh, it, it's shaming for the sport as a competition for Lewis for Mer It's just. Nah, man, they have to sort it out. And you are right to that point, Nasha, about the context. I was one of those that thought George Russell stood a very good chance of nailing Lewis again. So I, that's that's one that I need to eat some humble pie on because now that now that Lewis has the rear a little bit more underneath him, he's 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 a class apart, right? There is there is levels to this. There's game. levels to this thing, and you know, the best thing that could have happened to George was. Lewis, and look, let's not... Lewis wasn't forced into taking experimental setups last year, right? He took that on it himself. And with that came the fact that the car was nowhere near where he wanted it to be, right? That's not on George. George George wanted to get the car as finely tuned to his own settings as possible. He was consistent. He did well. I think after... What I was after Canada or something last year when they kind of started to hang that up. I think there's been a clear difference in the drivers. I think George is very lucky that Max and Lewis had to share tarmac in Brazil uh, because I think Lewis oh. would have hounded him. Oh. I think Lewis would have hounded him down. And like, if Lewis was able to have all that damage. And stay within like a couple of seconds of George. Mm. Lewis would have hounded that boy down, and then we would have seen whether Toto would have stepped in and be like, "Ah, oh, team orders," or oh, Lewis, or hey. Lewis would have passed him. And I would have loved to see the result of that. So, look, I just think Lewis is driving at a level. Um, I uh, yeah, obviously Lewis is ahead seventy five and qualifying. Obviously, we know in the standings, Lewis is ahead as well. So, I just think. For me, yeah, I just, you know, him, Max obviously is driving whatever, right? He is, hmm. okay, let's touch on Max for two seconds. Go on then, let's go. Let's go for it. Let's go for it. Let's touch on Max. I want to ask you a question. Go. Is Max, is Max Verstappen like, actually, I'll ask you two questions. There's three options here. Oh, for what for what oh. we saw, Mario? Can I get the gap between uh, Perez and Ma uh, Max? I think it's like twenty two seconds, right? Um, twenty two. Yeah. Is Max Verstappen that good? Is Sergio Perez that bad? Oh, are, are they driving different cars? And oh. you can't you can't say a mixture. Which one is it? 22 seconds on your teammate. Starting in sixth. He is in second. He's in first <laughs> by the end of the first lap. By the way, he pits first. He undercuts you. And he pits first. 22 seconds. It's chaos. Oh, Talk brother. To <sighs> I, I think Max is that good. Uh, I think Max is that good. Like, oh, listen, the ultimate test of somebody, a driver's capability or their upside is how 
how they're doing to their teammate, isn't it? Surely. And, and you know what, bruv? I'm not going to say it. Sometimes Checo does look like a He does masquerade as a donkey. You'd be forgiven as an F1 fan or an aficionado for thinking that Checo Perez doesn't have the requisite middles to win himself a driver's championship or even to compete for one. But we've seen what Checo's about, Nasha. Bro, look, again, Abu Dhabi 21, drive to survive. I saw the manners that he put Lewis under for. Like, he cost Lewis the bloody championship with all that defensive mastery, okay? So he was short-fueled and that car was very light. But it was, bro, it was genius level defensive driving it just was he he cost Lewis this but for that Lewis goes and gets another gets a free pit stop gap between him and Max Verstappen and it's it's a very different story yeah so Checo Checo's no slouch okay so he has peaks and troughs yeah but fundamentally nobody's going to tell me that Checo Perez is a he's not a slouch at all by any means and you know what Nasha what I'm not having either I'm not but I'm not I'm not having the tinfoil hat conspiracy nonsense about Red Bull give Checo Perez a different guy. I think that's complete and utter nonsense. What we're seeing this year is what we've always seen, or at the very least what we saw last year. Checo Perez gets out the gate early, has a couple of decent races around street circuits. Because again, as we all know, he's the street circuit king. He's a street fighter around these tracks that that need that rear limited focus, those slow hairpins, turns, rascas. He's brilliant around there because he's very gentle and feathers the throttle brilliantly. That is Checo Perez. But after we get out of the street circuit stuff and go back to your spas and go back to your Silverstone, you know, your proper tracks, none of the, the pop-ups street circuit business again. You can't cope with Max Verstappen. You can't cope. Front limited tracks, that's just not his. He doesn't have that in his toolbox. It's not him. So I, I, I don't believe in the, oh, Red Bull are developing the car away from Red Bull. We develop a fast car and they'll put two drivers in there and whoever can, whichever of them drivers can handle it. Well, then that's up to them, isn't it? They're never going to develop the car. Away. That's not Red Bull. Red Bull don't care for that. They don't, I don't, I think that's not, I don't know. I think that's proper tinfoil hat conspiracy stuff. And I, I, I can't engage in it meaningfully, I'm not sure if I'm honest with you. I don't think he's that guy, bro. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie to you. I don't think he's that guy. I don't, I don't, I don't. Uh you're bro, happy Dabby 21. Abu Dhabi 21. Look, Watch okay, look. Tell me no, no. <laughs> One, let me tell you now. You have to fucking strap me to this motherfucking chair and fucking clockwork orange style have my fucking eyes open to watch that shit again. Are you mad? Fuck that. Number two. I... Mario put in a quote uh, and I think this is some... You know what, yeah? What we're watching is everything we saw with Lewis at Mercedes. Now, you might ask when he was with Bottas. So you might be saying to me, you might be saying to me, do I not think Lewis is that guy? Actually, you know what this race reminded me of? There was a race, I think it was like Portimao in 2020, where Lewis had, I can't remember if there was like an incident on the first corner or whatever, but Lewis was like, ended up behind Bottas. 
maybe in like third or fourth. And it was in like mixed conditions. Like it wasn't like great conditions, whatever. Or it was just like an overcast day. I can't remember. But he basically, once he got into clean air, he hunted Bottas down, passed him and still finished like a shitload ahead of him. Like it was ridiculous. And I remember watching that race and thinking, fuck me. Lewis is putting Levels, manners. Different Lewis level. is putting manners on bottom. So I know I said it can't be a mix. I don't doubt right now. You'll never hear me say Max Verstappen is not a quick driver. He's not a good driver or whatever. I think I'm, I think we're, I'm past saying that. I think what I do think he's got is a very quick car, a ridiculously quick car that he is at one with whatever. Checo Perez can not say, and I repeat this to you, I'm not saying none, but few drivers on the current grid could beat Verstappen with the same car. 90% of the drivers would sink next to Verstappen. You are sinking, bro. You are like me in the open water jumping off a yacht. Sinking. Mother, I cannot believe you've come out with that at the beginning of the season. Fucking Helmut Marco came out and said getting second, that's like a victory for Perez. That's embarrassing. I can't have that, bro. That's not elite mentality. Yeah, he's good when he's playing a second fiddle and he gets to drive on the edge of whatever. It's crazy. I've seen him defend more against Lewis Hammond than he has against someone he's fighting the title for. He wasn't even in the title fight. And he's defending like he was, he's willing to put his car on the line. I've not seen him have one battle with Max where he's like, it's yield or crash. But he's willing to send my driver into the wall if necessary. Get the fuck out of here, bro. Oh. He's not that guy. Oh. If Bottas was coming out with these quotes right now, he would be getting slaughtered. There's not enough pressure on my man to lose his seat. I'm sorry. What we saw in Spa oh. was... It's no Cam, 22 seconds on his head top. He didn't even go. No. No, it's mad. It's mad. But this is why why sometimes Nasser, I think he speaks. But but this is why I think he speaks more to it. So here's, Mary asked a really good question. Why? And this, this I think speaks to the difference that we keep seeing between Checo and Max. Because a lot of these races of late have been changeable conditions. Races, right? And Max and Lewis are like... It's them and the rest. As far as like feel and like being able to read changeable conditions, being able to seek out the grip on the track, like Lewis and Max, like don't even like, it's, it's them and the rest. Checo's half the way, halfway right with his stats. Not 90% though, it's 95% because of the other 19 drivers on the grid, only one of them called Lewis Hamilton is capable of bringing it to Max in changeable conditions or any other so he's halfway right, bro. But I just I'm I'm guarded against saying that Checo's a slouch because he he's not he's not he's got his weaknesses and the the tire the bloody I think he's got fun I think he's got more durable. I think he's got fundamental weaknesses, Cam. I think he's not a good enough qualifying <sighs> in the car that he has. I think the fact that look, it's crazy that no one thought that Perez was going to win. Everyone, we should have been thinking like this race. Oh my God. Perez is starting in second. He'll be first by uh, whatever that chicane is after I rude. 
if he's got that gap to Max, he should be winning that race. No one thought that. That's crazy. He's in the same car. He's in the set. Okay. So, so then, then you're saying Max is that good. I'm saying if there's a if if there was a competence, I don't say competent. Although I will say this, I don't know who they put in that car. Either than obviously realistically put in that car. I don't know. The rumors about Alonso, that's not true because they were sent by a fucking AI Twitter bot. People need to stop quoting that <laughs> Twitter account. Like it's not real. Um, <laughs> but, you know, if it's not Alonso, if it's not Hamilton, if, if it's not Leclerc, let's say, if it's not Norris, Bruv. Who's doing you, it? Na- Who's doing it? No, I, I, Nasha, I, I, let me tell you something, man. Let me tell you something. And I want to make this clear. Take this one to the bank. Anybody not named Lewis Hamilton, you're putting in that Red Bull car and you're going to see very similar results, Nasha. I promise you, I don't care if it's Lando Norris. I don't even care if it's Charles Leclerc. He's as brilliant as both of them are. If you put them in that Red Bull now, Max Verstappen is going to muller them. It's him and it's Lewis Hamilton, and then it's the rest. It's a two-tier, cha- in equal machinery, it's a two-tier championship. None of them other dudes on that grid even come close. Now, they may get there, <laughs> Martin Luther King, they may get there with you in the end. They may get there, bruv, but not yet. They need to mature. You've seen Charles Leclerc making all these stupid mistakes. Max Verstappen don't even make hardly any mistakes anymore, and if he does, he just flipping corrects it and drives on like nothing ever happens. You're not going to see him too tough anymore. Like he's Charles always Leclerc. had that. He's always had Levels. that, though, Max. Levels. Like, the way that he can catch a car. I've seen him catch <sighs> the maddest shit. Like, honestly. Why is um, like, Yeah. Yeah, levels, levels. bruv, dangerously. If you uh, uh, drive to survive Abbey 20, Abbey Dhabi 21 on the last corner, blood, he's doing one of the Sebastian Loeb ones. I couldn't believe it as I was watching it. He's he's honestly, Nasha, love him or hate him, that dude is levels. And you know what? If you again, I know we don't want to talk too extensively about Abbey Dhabi 21, I already have. Abbey <laughs> 2021, if if you are in doubt about Max Verstappen's credentials. You only need to go back and have a look at Abu Dhabi at, at 2021 season entire year. Lewis Hamilton is t- where the GOAT, one of the greatest conservative estimates at the very least. If you can hang with that dude for 95%, for 50%, sack off that. If you can hang with that dude for 50% of a season, Bruv, that's worthy of some credit. Max Verstappen did it for 100% of the season. He hung with one of the greatest peddlers that I've ever seen. And that is worthy of credit, Nasha. Telling you, bruv, he's not to be met. He's not to be ramped with at all. Telling you. No, fair. I think that's enough for Verstappen chat. So, uh, my, <laughs> my, uh, my star of the day. You know what, actually? I'm going to say my star of the weekend is Oscar Piastri. Um, oh, fair play still. I I play. really do think we saw a bit of a coming of age. I think we, you know what? You can feel it. The same way you could feel mm. it when Lewis was getting all those podiums. The same way you could feel it when Vettel won in Monza. 
when Charles Leclerc was getting these results in a Sauber, which should not have been there, you can feel something happening with Oscar. And for him to stick it on Norris in multiple sessions, Norris, who, by the way, Martin Bundle said, was handed over the baton. By Lewis Hamilton in oh. Silverstone, which I thought was oh. slightly premature. Bit premature. Got to make a plot line somewhere in this. You've got to look. They, look, they're struggling. So um, I just think that I, you know what? And as well, if you go back and you watch old episodes of this podcast, I think any podcast, everyone was saying, if he goes there, and he does not perform. If he, people are saying, if he could be like a, um, what would you call? Um, people are saying that you know, if he's like a couple tenths quicker than Ricardo, then that's a success. Like, do you know what I mean? It's his first season. He's been out for a year, and this guy, you look at him, you hear him speak, and you would not assume anything about him. But at the end of the day, this is the guy. There's not many people who have won F3 in their first season, mm. won F2 in their first season. I think it was his first season, right? Thank you, Matt. You just check that. Um, but someone who's who's had yeah, that pedigree, yeah, someone who has that pedigree, and you've seen him come in now. And honestly, I'm I'm ex- I don't think I've been this excited about a young driver since. I mean, Norris, yeah, but I think probably since. I, I know I did have early Leclerc stocks, so I'm going to say Leclerc just because mm. I remember that Sauber and just thinking, like, this kid is clearly outperforming the car. But with, with Piastri, it's kind of been building, building, building. And I think it's scary if he gets if he gets even more comfortable in that car. It's scary hours for everyone because that is bro, a time. Bro, he, he's, he's a gangster, bro. He, he gets ish done. I don't hate Oscar at all. I, w- I will say this, though. I, I don't know where you get, like, to look at him. You don't rate, bro. I like the cut of his jib. You know, he's very stoic, very level-headed. Mm, like, never yeah. never gets too hyper in the car. He's always, yeah. he's always at this level, and I, I like that. I will say, though, if I'm going to level some criticism of his performance at Spa, Frank Champs, I will sure. say that he shouldn't have been, he shouldn't have been up the inside oh, of Carlos into I don't one. know. He shouldn't have been there. Oh, oh, ultimately, I... it's car- the, the collision is Carlos Sainz's fault. But yeah. anyone with a bit of seasoning, a bit of experience knows that... That, that gap's going to close. Don't put one up, you don't put one up the inside of there. Not on lap one. <laughs> That's turn a, one that's a bit <laughs> that, I know lack, lacking, lacking experience there. just a tad just a tad yeah yeah I don't know man <sighs> I think the moment he re- yeah time and place yeah I know I get it I get it I do get it but look we can roll into my because my donkey today is signs so, <laughs> like, so <laughs> we can just roll into that. 
I don't think this guy is a Ferrari driver. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't think he is. I don't think he is. Ex- say, say more. I don't think Carlos Sainz. I think Carlos Sainz is a. Where would I put him in Ferrari second drivers? I would put Carlos Sainz below Barrichello and Massa. Maybe oh just my above. Gosh, the, the, just the above Ed, Just above Eddie Irvine. The disrespect. That's where I'm putting signs. That's where I'm putting signs. I'm so what you so okay. Tell me now. You rate Carlos Sainz higher than Rubens Barrichello. Especially Rubens Barrichello is a doormat. I can't like. <laughs> Rubens Barrichello, that's right. I'm sorry. Rubens Barrichello was a doormat. You know what Rubens Barrichello wrote? In fact, the joke is Sergio Checo Perez is giving. Rubens Barrichello at the moment, just because half he the time is. Rubens Barrichello, yeah. you know, you meant to pick up seconds when when Michael's picking up first. Half the time Rubens couldn't even pick up a second in that god tier two thousand and four Ferrari. He's that. That's harsh, Nasha. Okay, all right, okay, Carlos okay, Sainz. okay. That's what I will much. say is this: Carlos Sainz, <laughs> Carlos Sainz finds himself in that situation too much for my liking. For my yeah, liking. In a position where if he just, he didn't have to go for that. He didn't have, and he should know as well. From experience, he should know. If he's looked over and he's got a whole, if you're going to get an Oscar for going for that gap, if you're going to look at that gap there and you're like, oh, wow, I've got a whole fucking corner. I'm like, well, I'm like fourth, fifth in this queue and there's no one there. Are you really telling me that no one's going to be on the inside? There's always someone on the apex. Without fail, three into two does not go. You are number two. Granted, he didn't have much space because of Lewis. But he went for that move. He went for that move and he's locking his tyres way before the exit. His move was more reckless than Oscar. Like, he was not in control. He wasn't in control, Cameron. He wasn't in control. You can't blame a man. True. I think you're being a bit harsh on Carlos Sainz Jr., but I'll be honest, Danny. Comparisons to Rubens Barrichello. I think you're giving, I think you're giving Carlos Sainz Jr. the Skip Bayless, LeBron James treatment. I'll be honest with you, bro. He's not that bad. He's not that bad. And I wouldn't even blame him necessarily for the incident, man. You ha- you can, as you're approaching the apex, you can't be there if you're Oscar Piastri and you know racing. A bit of an experience from... From from the Aussie, but fair play, man. Chalk it up to the game, yeah. Uh, all right. I mean, I don't know. For for, for me, Bailey's Nasha. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> but also, how many times am I going to be sat here recording a podcast talking about if we are talking about Ferrari here? Okay, Ferrari. The most incredible team, like the most historical team, culture team. Like, is Carlos Sainz going to take you to the promised land? No way. No, he's not. He's not. He's not that guy. I'm sorry. Like, he's not. You know where Carlos Sainz would do really well? 
stick him in. Whenever Saudi or Saudi Audi come through, yeah. Oh, he looking. Louis, he needs. He needs the same thing Valtteri Bottas got. Three year contract, somewhere with lower expectations. Do you think Carlos Sainz is a Ferrari driver? Right. Yes or no? You can't. Based on this season. Oh, based on this season. Look, based man. on this season. Carlos, Carlos, Carlos can be a Ferrari driver. I'm not saying that he, he's had a brilliant season uh, or that he doesn't need to improve, Nasha. But you can't. You know, you, here's what you've done, Nasha. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put your yeah. feet to the fire a little bit. Fresh <laughs> off the Lewis Hamilton, Max Verstappen conversation. You're you're holding everybody to that very high level. You can't hold card. Not everybody can be well. There's only two Max Verstappen's and, and Lewis Hamilton's, right? We'll probably ever only ever see two of them ever. You won't, those are those are once in a generation drivers, right? That talent you don't see every day. So let's not look at let's not judge Carlos Sainz Jr. against the brilliance of those two. You're not going to get, or even his teammate, Charles Leclerc, because he's got a different level of gift in terms of his but that's a madness. terms of pace altogether. But the, what I'm saying to you, though, he brings his own, he'll probably, he'll probably beat Charles Leclerc again this championship, you know, just because he's got this, um, he, he, he's, he's, a, he's an overachiever, isn't he, Nasha? He's going to use a bit of savvy and assertiveness. When a team try and put him on, on, on bloody inters and it's wets, he's going to tell them to go and do one. Whereas Charles Leclerc, the noddy driver that he is, the bloody passive chap that the Monegasques, he's going to go out on the wrong toe. So I think you're being a bit, you're not, you're not gauging or judging um, Carlos Sainz Jr. very holistically. I think you, I think you've got a bad, bad bout of recency bias there, sir. I'm looking at a lot of stuff. <laughs> I think, I think the evidence that you're saying, I'm not looking at it holistically. I'm just like recent. I'm looking at a season's worth of shit now, respectfully. Like, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. If he was in an Alpha Tauri, if he was in a fucking Haas, I don't think I'd be oh, judging him you. by the standards I'm judging him. The reason why I'm judging Sergio Perez and Carlos Sainz, the way that I'm judging them is because they are in the top three teams and they're not performing. And we've got a George... And the standards that I hold George Russell to, I should be holding Carlos Sainz to that standard. I should be holding uh, Sergio Perez to that standard. And they're all three of them are failing badly. Um, not for me. I can't have it. I'm not, I can't. And you know what? I'm always here as well saying Tandy's too harsh on him. She's always, she'll stick, he'll get fourth and she'll stick him in like donkey today, right? And I'm like, I never really quite understand <laughs> it. But. I just don't, I don't think, I don't think anyone's really like, I think it needs to be held to account. And I do think that locking both front brakes into that corner and diving it for the, for the apex. And like, it's either he takes out Oscar or he takes out Hamilton. I could see that coming from a mile off what he was going to do, by the way. I knew it. Let's not even talk about Sergio Perez weaving all the way down to the first corner, which is dangerous in itself. Mm. But I think Carlos, Mr. Reliable, Mr. Consistent, <laughs> fuck is going on here, bro? Like, you could bide your time and then get Lewis later in the race. 
Charles had the pace to keep Lewis behind him. Anyway. Um, no, yeah, he has. I, I hear you, bro. He's, he's, he's driven like a bit of a virgin still. He, he's, he's, had a, he's had fits. But then for context, look at this for all his nightmarish first half of the season. He's only seven points behind his teammate, bro. I wouldn't back against Carlos Sainz finishing ahead of Charles Leclerc, even with all Charles Leclerc's very obvious qualifying gifts. Very pacey that chap, but I reckon Carlos will beat him. Bro. Take that to the let's bank. come back. Let's come back to that. I think Charles is going to do a twenty twenty two Lewis, and I think we'll see a difference going forward. Now the now the car is better. I think. I think. I think that's what we'll see. Um, I want to give a shout out to Yuki for getting a point. Um, I think that's great performance from Yuki, and I think a timely one as well considering uh, what's happened in that team. Um, what was I going to say to you? Donkeys. Donkey of the day. Oh, donkey. mate. Without without labouring the point, man. Like, how can I not? I know George didn't have a bad Sunday, necessarily. But all weekend, pretty much, he was messy. The bloody nearly causing life-threatening injury on the straight to Lewis notwithstanding he was messy and going off and it was just all a bit of a an SH1T show from George Russell brilliant driver though is he I suppose that's the account that's the level of accountability that I'm holding him to I expect better from him to just have an SH1T race weekend is one thing but to jeopardize the life not just of another driver but your teammate unacceptable George do better sir do better. Dunk it a day. Take it to the bank. Uh, very agreed. Very much agreed. Do you want to help me read out some uh, tweets from the people? Uh, I'm going to send you a link, and you can have a little. You can have a little look. Um, uh, thank you very much. Uh, and let's go. I was going to read someone's specific tweet out because someone said to them that we're not going to read all that. So I'm going to read the whole thing. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, so Joey FCB at, uh, I think it's C-U-L-E-10-M-C-F-C. Uh, fuck, man, City fans. I still hurt from last season. He says, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, it still hurts. He says his star of the day is Goat44 and Yuki Tsunoda. Um, oh, yeah, uh, donkey of the day. Crofty, he kept referring to the Williams as a rocket ship. Williams didn't even score a point. Blatantly ignored calling the actual rocket ship what it is, though. Um, and uh, his, his topic was, where did Ferrari get paid all of a sudden? And also, I thought Alonso promised podiums. Yeah, those. Since he said that, I don't. Uh, I don't think he's. Um, I don't think he's actually got a podium since he said that we're going to finish on the podium every race, which is. Uh, it's not been great, mate. It's, it's not, not been, been great. great. Where has it's that not... pace gone, Nasha? I don't understand. I said this. I said this to you beginning of the season. I said they will. This is as good as it's going to get for Aston Martin. I've never seen Aston Martin or even Force India develop a car over the course of a season. Um, 
they're a new team, their resources, they're a new team, their resources in terms of factory and this and the other are still coming. You know, half of them were still working out of portal cabins or whatever, like not too long ago. So I just think that they started well, but it was always going to be difficult to keep up with teams who are used to developing cars over the course of a season with far greater experience. And I want to say resources, obviously there's a cost cap, but you know, resources in, you know, in terms of equipment. So I think they should be happy with where they are. I think, you know, obviously you shouldn't be happy with going backwards, but I don't know. I'm not, I'm not surprised by what happens. And I'm very sure that I called it in March, to be honest. So I'm not, oh, it's not really. Uh, I, are you, are you, are you surprised? That's a big call. I am surprised, bro. I, I, I thought that they'd, um, no, I, listen, I didn't think that they were going to, going to go on to kill Red Bull so quickly, but I didn't think that their drop off would be so quick. I suppose it's the rate at which they've dropped off. I'm just like, hold on. You lot were, you lot were best of the rest a couple of races ago. What, what's happened to that? I don't understand it, Nasha. I, I need to, um, yeah, I need to get my deep dive cap on there and and try and try and pick it. It's um intriguing. Uh, not really. <laughs> I, 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 honestly, you know I, so? what, you, I don't. You just think it's Aston Martin and then they're new, and so that's, the, I think that's then, yeah. why they've dropped off. I, I feel think like so. it might. I feel like it might. I think so. I'm more complicated than that, surely, Nash. A bit more nuanced. I don't know. I mean, you can't maybe drop off so suddenly just because you're brand new. They were good. Like three races ago. Yeah, but like everyone was bad. Like bad. Uh, yeah, people were were really bad. Um, you know, Mercedes were bad. They had to change their whole concept. Ferrari was so bad. Um All right, cool. So let me read out a comment from at fast pit stop Stephanie. Max and GP beefing on the radio is funny, but also shows how boring how boring this season is that they have time for it. Nailed it. I can't hate that. It does show how how, how it's testament to how few plot lines there are in this 2023 season. But I've you know what? I almost want to wait till Nasha comes back so I can deep dive this one because this one is techie. I really enjoyed the back and forth, and I think Jam Piero Lambiassi is he I think he needs an award, you know, a noble patience award or something to that effect his ability to push back on Max Verstappen who at the at the best of times is a very mercurial character let's say I couldn't be his performance engineer or race engineer even I'll tell you that much with all his effing and blinding and moaning moaning but GP does it brilliantly well I love to see GP managing this chap and pushing back on him Nasha talk to me about that I've just read out Fast Pit Stop's tweet about Jam Piero Lambiassi's pushback on Mr Verstappen I don't care. Oh, oh my God. Asha, you're such a Grinch. I Stop don't being care. a Grinch, man. What else are we going to talk about in this? Okay, let me tell you why I don't care. Go on. This sport is trying to distract you from the fact that it's gone to the shitter. What? I, I honestly don't care. And you know what? I would care if I actually thought they were beefing. They're not beefing. It's just two people who know each other very well, talking to each other very matter of fact. They've always spoken to each other like this. 
Yes. If I had to listen to Max Verstappen talk all day, I would be short with him because he's jarring. So why would I, like, for me, all of this shit is just like, honestly, I just can't. Uh, what I will say is, yes, it is entertaining. Yes, it is, you know, whatever. If the stuff on track was more entertaining, then this is what, you know what it is? This is just the 2023 version of Bono, My Tires Are Gone, basically. That's, 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 that's all we're doing now. And also, again, F1 is so self-deprecating in, in lieu of entertainment and promotion that they're willing to air a man so bored by his own race that he wants to go so fast that it degrades his tyres, he comes in and does a, an attempt to fast this out because he's bored out of his nut. And I'm supposed to stand there and be like, oh my God, I love them so much. I can't believe we're talking about it. Shouldn't even be a thing. Next tweet. Sorry, after you though. <laughs> Brother, don't hate it, man. No further questions, Your Honor. <laughs> Go on, let's get the next one off. <laughs> right, let me get the uh, next tweet up. Uh, right, I didn't actually... Oh, there was actually one I really wanted to read uh, from someone. I'll get up now. Um, ah, actually, I want to pick up um, Marina uh, at XXA Marina, who was at the circuit and met Lewis Hammond. I think he commented on her jacket. So congratulations to you. Um, who says star uh, for Lewis taking fastest lap over the rocket ship. Um, Carlos Sainz donkey and yeah, bouncing back on the W14. Um, so, I mean, do you have anything on the bouncing? Bro, it's, I mean, we've already covered it, haven't we, Nash? It's just not, it's not, um, it doesn't bode well. It speaks to regression and not progression. And the fact that, mate, I've, I've, uh, without diatribing again, I don't want to do the troops mode once again, so I'll try and keep it succinct. Um, they don't know, Nasher. <laughs> they've just rocked up, they've set up the car, and now they've got poor pussing. It's, it's like they're... Um, Knowledge at Mercedes is like fairy dust at the moment. It's just like we don't know. We're we're in a dark tunnel without a a torch. It's just we're like trying to throw darts at a bloody dartboard blind. It just it's it's random walk theory, Nasha. And it's quite frankly, brother, it's cheesing me off. If there was some sort of method, you know, if there were like iterations, and then we brought another upgrade and saw a little bit more improvement. Do you know what I mean? And then it was another step forward. It would it would be less. Um, it would be more palatable. This 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 pain would be easier to swallow and stomach because it all feels like two step forward, fifty back, porpoising. What's going on? And then we're fast at the end on light fuel, but we don't know what's. It's it's sh one t show Nasha and it, and uh, jarring, bruv. Quite frankly, jarring. No worries. Do you have any others you want to read? Um, I think we covered Oscar. The only one that had uh, more likes was um, around Oscar versus the car. I think that's more Oscar than the car. The car wasn't fantastic, and the and the the 
they clearly, for race pace at least, had over-egged the downforce, right? So for him to go and nearly put it on pole, I think speaks to Oscar being the driving force in that performance, particularly the qualifying performance this weekend. He's, a, he's, he's not bad, not bad. I expect good things from Oscar coming soon. No, for sure. Also, I want to bring up Silky as well, who was there repping Quickstop F1 merch. So, yeah, I did forget that. I think I did see it, but then our, our notifications on weekends are so mental. I, FYA, Mario tweets at us and I don't see it slash ignore it. So if I ignore you, don't don't take it personally. It's There's too much to get back to. Um, but we do appreciate it. I will just pick up uh uh this person called uh Nicole at uh N I C O L E I'm Nicole Powell but with threes instead of E's who said I fell asleep on lap eleven and woke up to the Dutch national anthem. That was literally what happened to me. I fell asleep around lap sixteen, I think, and then woke up. I literally woke up and it was like the cool down lap. And I just like, I honestly, I woke up and was like, what has gone on? But it was the same pretty much. I'm not going to lie. I didn't, I didn't miss much. I didn't miss much. I missed the fastest lap. That was it. With it. And you know, but it's a shame. Anyway, look, Cam, um, thank you so much for coming on. That's been Incredible! Did I even put these on for you? Okay, no. Um, yeah. Thank you for coming on. Where can people find you? I've, I've got how to do this. Oh my god! Uh, don't be daft, bro. Cameron F One YT on Twitter. Cameron F One on YouTube and Cameron F One Live also on YouTube for all sorts of F One nonsense and shenanigans and hot takes that invariably end up to be incorrect <laughs> but i appreciate you bro thank you for having me on again man it's a privilege and an honor as always genuinely he had to get it in there um <laughs> um thank you so much cam and if you're looking for yeah i do think don't be fooled by people's titles or people's thumbnails or people's whatever like i think like cams you want like F1 videos which have got really good research, really good editing, a story which runs from start to finish and kind of takes you on a journey and is more than just someone with a microphone narrating over various cuts of a driver looking at a camera or whatever. He's got that and he's kind of, yeah, I really enjoy your videos, Cam. I, I, I can see the progression as well. So big up to yourself. Appreciate you both always, man. It's uh, again... Just trying to get into Slipstream and activate that DRS on the legend that is Quick Stop F1. I'll be honest, bruv. Tell the truth. <laughs> well, well, look, uh, to be fair, it's been so nice to be back podcasting. I haven't done this for two weeks. It's felt like a lifetime. I had to take a break. I'm not going to lie. I was burnt out. I was talking to Cam about it. Um, my health was going down the drain. I was just so tired. I didn't think I, and you know what? It wasn't even fun. I wasn't finding F1 fun anymore. Uh, but I am again. So I had a break 
and I'm happy to be back. I'm so happy to have the team that we've got that can step in and, and do things when I'm not here. So thank you to the team. Thank you guys for watching at home. If you've enjoyed this, make sure to slap a like on the video. Subscribe to the channel. Spotify, five-star review. Apple, leave a review. Patreon, ad-free streams. We'll be back at some point. Yeah, we'll be back. We'll be back weekly. We're not going to let up during anything. And I think Mario and Tasha are going to carry on their show, although I don't want to impose on their diary. But that's what they said to me. So that's what I'm going to tell you guys. Oh, they are. So Mario and Tasha are going to have their Saturday night show every Saturday. That is their, that is their show. And it's been a great show. I'll be back most likely on Monday. Take care, guys. Remember, no matter what life throws at you, Keep it on the black stuff. Take care.